You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to episode 55 of the Geekiest Show Ever. My name is Mark Grinchow and as always I'm joined by my partner in crime, Kevin Older. Kevin, how are you going this week? I'm doing well and I haven't been convicted of anything this week for any crime, so even that's a plus and I've still got some bail money if I do get in trouble. Well, at least you didn't get caught this week. It doesn't mean that you didn't do anything bad. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, I, you know, sometimes you're bad, sometimes you're bad, and you get caught. This week, I was a little bad and didn't get caught, so we're all good. And that's the way to be. And certainly, uh, at, at times, I feel like being bad. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a minute because, you know, from last week when we were having a chat about videos and movies and, and ownership and so forth, you know, we got a little bit of response out of that, which was good. Well, you know, when I say a little bit, we got one person responding. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> we know we know yes. we've got one listener, Kevin. Just That's right. We've got one. So you know, That's we're it. up to three now. Um, you know, and look, we like creating controversy, and I love ranting. And uh, you know, I'm going to have a bit of a rant again. But first, we're going to take a listen to Scott's feedback, and uh, just see what he had to say about last week's show. Hey, Mark. Scott here. Just wanted to do some feedback regarding uh, Geekiest Show Ever 54. I don't remember the number. Number two, as far as I'm concerned. Number two with you at the helm. I have to say I kind of was on the side of Mark Dalton when it comes to media and how long of a lifetime you can expect with that. Um, I couldn't believe you were actually arguing that VHS should still be relevant. Look at it this way. You're... Yes, you're buying the same movie over and over, but you're paying for an increase in quality. The new iPad just came out. The thing that has changed about it that's really improved it is the screen. Everything looks better. And people aren't going to go to Apple and say, well, hey, I've got an iPad that does exactly the same stuff. It just doesn't look quite as good. I want a new one. No. They go get the new iPad that does the exact same stuff as their old one, but it has a better display, and therefore it's more pleasing to the eyes. Well, that's what happened when you went from VHS to CD, or sorry, DVD, and DVD to Blu-ray for people that did. Now, I am with you. I don't, the whole format wars was stupid. The HD DVD versus Blu-ray, the fact that they're just trying to keep these stupid formats going, and it's always some dumb format war. I'm, I'm totally with you there. But the fact is, what they're doing is improving the technology, and they're making it look better. If you took your DVD right now and watched Star Wars or whatever, and then you went back and watched a VHS copy, you would not want the VHS copy. You would think it sucked. So basically what you're paying for is a better picture, increasing quality of product. That's what you're paying for. The thing about the lifetime is that, you know, I agree with Mark on this too. This stuff isn't going to last forever. In digital format, if it wasn't for DRM, actually we probably could expect it to last forever. Computers are always going to be based on ones and zeros. And if the encoded format changes and somehow we can't play back however they encoded it from iTunes anymore, well, guess what? There's wonderful converters that will do the trick for us, I'm sure. Video encoding conversions aren't a miracle or a mystery. They're done all the time with software that anybody can get. The problem is DRM, and that is from the studios, as you know, and, and I'm sure that's where your complaint is. The DRM is really the thing that keeps you wondering, is such and such a company going to go out of business? But I, I think Mark's right. You have to wonder that with any product. Anytime I buy a product that I really like, that is that has a lifetime, you know, uh, some 
short lifespan, I always have to wonder, okay, when it comes time for me to replace this product, is this company and this product still going to be around? Who knows? Even if the company is still around, they could replace the product with something else. This isn't new. And I don't think the expectation of digital media that you should buy it and it should last forever is realistic. I just don't. I think, you know, to be honest, expecting to be able to buy something and have it last for 400,000 years, especially something that has physical media, you're basing it on format. Technology is always going to change. We applauded Apple when they dumped disk drives and now even DVD drives. And frankly, I'm glad they didn't get in the Blu-ray mess. So we, you know, to say that you want to be able to hang on to ancient technology when normally you would turn around and applaud people who are increasing their technology and looking to the future instead of the past, that doesn't make any sense to me. For historical reasons, it's nice to keep old record players and to keep records, but you certainly wouldn't expect support from anybody for those things. It's just not going to happen. I have to fall on the side of Mark Dalton on this one. Sorry, but I did enjoy the podcast, if that helps. So anyway, just my rambling thoughts. You can uh, delete me as necessary. (laughs) Talk to you later. All right, Kevin, you've had a chance to listen to Scott's feedback. What do you think? Well, you know... He, he brings up some good points, and I can see where he comes down, but I think I got to stay on the other side, and I'll let you say where you're at, but I'm on the other side. I mean, there, why can't some things, not everything, I understand about like record players and, you know, cassette tapes and all that, but I still think when we get into this digital age that the content providers have got to give us some method for, you know, trading up, as we say. I still go back to my analogy I used last week. If I want to trade up on my car that I have, you know what? I can trade it in. I'll get something out of it. I'm not saying I have to get a ton because it's not as, uh, you know, good as it once was, when I, especially after I've driven it for a while. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's still worth something, and I get a little something back. So why can't they do something like that? Absolutely. And you know what I was thinking that, you know, I, I understand the, the fact that you buy the next edition to get the better quality. But why couldn't we just buy the license for the movie for, say, $30? And that then gives us the option to play the content on all the current systems that are available. And then as technology improves and the quality improves and they go up to 2K from where they are now from 1080p, why can't we then just pay like a dollar or two dollars to have it upgraded? Exactly. You know, we're in the digital age. Forget formats, you know, and and that's the thing. You know, yes, okay, maybe we went a bit far last week talking about VHS should still be relevant. But years and years and years ago, we invested a ton of money into those VHS tapes to now be told by the industry that, guess what? They're no good anymore. And I just disagree with that. You know, we've given them our hard-earned dollars, and it just really rubs me up the wrong way. And yes, okay, I also agree that you wouldn't want to go from Blu-ray back to VHS. You know, you'd probably just say absolutely no to that but at the same time should we be penalized because we believed in a format at that point in time um you know and i know unfortunately in analog and physical media terms 
we're really restricted in, in what can be done. You know, moving a license from that to, you know, a, a modern, uh, you know, say, for instance, an iTunes uh, download, you know, extremely hard to do. There's no real way to do that. But we are in the digital age and, you know, we should be able to go with Amazon.com and buy it from there. And then if we choose to go and buy an Apple TV, we move the license across and they deactivate the Amazon account and they reactivate it across on iTunes and they allow us to move between the different services. You know, and this sort of brings me up to another issue that is sort of like a mini rant. So let, let me set the scene for you, Kevin. Okay. I, I bought, well, I, I didn't buy, I rented Green Lantern, the 2011 movie. Now, I'm going to be totally honest. This is the first time I've actually delved into Green Lantern. Um, I've never seen the comic books, um, and I've, I've never gone in, into that fantasy world besides this movie. Now, the good thing is, because of the movie, I'm going back to the comic books, and I'm also going back to um, all, all the um, animated movies as well to check those out, and I'm just I'm loving the experience. But I decided, hey, you know, this is great. I love it so much, I actually want to own it in my collection. So I think, okay, cool. Well, let's see what's available on iTunes. Now, firstly, iTunes in the US does not even have a copy of it listed. In the UK, in Australia, it's listed. It's there. It's available. So, okay, I couldn't buy it from the US store and save a few dollars. So I took a look in the Australian store and saw, okay, they've got the standard definition version to buy um, for $15. And then they've got the extended edition also in standard definition for $25. Now, I can go and get the Blu-ray copy at my local store for $15. Now, here's the problem. The Blu-ray copy doesn't have the DVD as well and doesn't have a digital copy. So all of a sudden, I'm stuck with watching it on a Blu-ray player only. Now, my son loves the movie as well, but he wants to watch it on the iPad. You know, he wants to sit in the car and watch it. But we can't do that on a Blu-ray. Mm -hmm. So basically, the studios are turning around and saying, you've got to buy a crappy definition on iTunes and put up with it on your Apple TV if you want it to be on all your devices. Or you've got to go out and, and buy the Blu-ray and then tell your son that you can't watch it on your devices. You know, it really fires me up. And I'm actually a little bit calm about this and I should be more fired <laughs> up on my rant. But I've got to remember this show I can be explicit on. You know, they're screwing us over, seriously. We should not have to do this. And what it does is it drives me to the question of, okay... I'm only going to buy this movie once. Does that mean that I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray because, you know, the special effects are great, you want to see it in the highest quality? And then does that mean that I'm going to have to pirate a copy to get it onto the iPad for my son? Now, this is the movie studios putting me in this position. This isn't me. I'm happy to give the movie studios my hard-earned dollars. I don't see why iTunes now with 1080p, Apple gets up on stage and says, oh, look at us, we're so great, 1080p downloads. And it's like, yeah, where are the bloody movies? 
<laughs> you know, the movies we want to see. I mean, this is a 2011 movie I'm talking about. We're not talking about a 1989 movie here. We're talking about a 2011 movie, and it's in standard definition. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. I will not buy it. Now, you know, we can sit here and argue, and I know Mark mentioned it on last week's show, that, you know, pirating and so forth, you've got to deal with your own conscience. Um, you know what? When the movie studios screw me out of money and want to take me for a ride... Who's the guilty ones here? Who's the criminals here? Because in my opinion, it's the movie studios. There's turning around and saying, you know what? You're forced to buy the content on this format and then buy it on this format to get what you want. You know, I, I honestly can't understand why when it comes out on Blu-ray and 1080p that they can't make the 1080p version available on iTunes. Now, okay, 1080p is relatively new on iTunes, so maybe I should give them a break. But 720p has been around for years on iTunes. Right. So why isn't it even in 720p? You know, this this is just absolutely stupid. And seriously, I believe they're the criminals. I believe they're the ones, you know, they always complain about users and saying piracy this, piracy that. Movie studios, listen to me and everyone else. We want to give you our money, but you're not allowing us to do so in the formats that we want and that we choose. And it's not like iTunes and Apple TV is this little obscure thing that's, you know, on the side. A lot of people use it worldwide. It's very popular. It's probably up there as being the most popular online delivery service. You know, seriously, guys, pull your fingers out. You know, and <laughs> give us the content, or otherwise, I'll, I'll be quite honest, Kevin, I am going to pirate it, and I don't care what the movie studios say and do, because I'll buy a copy, I'll buy the Blu-ray copy, but if they don't supply me with a digital copy, you know, for my son, um, you know, I, it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to buy two copies of the same movie. Just, look, you know, and, and to be quite honest, Green Lantern had absolutely tanked at the movie theatres, you know, they, they made like, you know, $5 million out of the movie, something like that. Right. It didn't do very well. But don't go screwing people after the movie theatres for the home theatre market. You know, give us the content in a way that's reasonable, at a reasonable cost, and we're going to buy it. I don't want to go down the line of piracy, but seriously, it, it does make you think, hey, you know, why should my son miss out? Or then why should... I have to tolerate a low-definition copy, a standard-definition copy, which, mind you, will never give you the option to upgrade when they do put the HD content on the iTunes store. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, they're going to just screw you over and over again. But you got to remember something, too, and I know I'm not the first one to espouse this thing. The movie theaters, as well as the recording industry, which I won't even go down that road right now, they believe we're, instead of the way the justice system is set up in most countries, instead of believing you're innocent, you're innocent until proven guilty, they think we're all guilty until proven innocent. Absolutely. And damn, if, and damn if they'll let us be proved innocent either. And you know what? I think as consumers, we need to turn it on the movie studios and say, you're the bloody criminals, you know, for making us do things this way and for making us constantly move and upgrade and so forth. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, it, it's 
modern society, modern age, you know, the internet is changing the way everything works. And we should not be gimped anymore on formats or having to watch things a certain way or consume media a certain way. We should have that flexibility. Well, okay. So as uh, Scott was talking about, you know, the comparison between uh, VHS and, you know, new digital content and the fact that you're getting a newer digital version in higher quality. Okay. That's fine. You know, maybe those are kind of rough comparisons, but we are digital now. And why the heck can we not get a digital license? I mean, once you buy it, let's say you bought Green Lantern, say it was available three years ago. Cause I can't think of another movie to, to pull out of my butt to talk about. But you bought it three years ago in standard def. All right, now today, as of, uh, what, two weeks ago or whenever, when Apple announced uh, 1080 iTunes content. All right, you pay, let's say you paid $20. I'll say 20 bucks three years ago. Mm -hmm. Why can't you pay like $5 and get the 1080p version of it? Absolutely. Why the devil do you have to go out and buy the damn thing again? Because how much did it cost them to convert those bits? They, if anything, they remastered it. It did not cost them twenty freaking dollars a copy to remaster that thing. Absolutely, and you know that actually did happen because you know I'm a big fan of of Transformers, and the original uh, 2007 Transformers movie for the longest time was only on iTunes in standard definition. This last week, doing some show prep and and just comparing things to to sort of further have this discussion on, I noticed that they put them out in in high def, and it's like, okay, great, I'm going to buy them in high def now. Um, But you know what? I already bought them in standard def, but I'm still going to have to pay my, you know, $18, I think they are, to get the, the high def version. And... Yes, to a certain extent, getting a higher quality version is worth the money. But should we have to pay that? You know, we buy a license to watch the movie on a format. Isn't... Okay, here's a good question. Is iTunes a format? Is the Apple TV a format? Because if so, then we should be getting free upgrades because we're on the same bloody format. Now, obviously, if you go Blu-ray, you can't upgrade a Blu-ray because it's a piece of physical media. But if you're talking bits and bytes, what, they're going to say that, no, sorry, you know, you've bought the license for standard definition and high definition is, you know, completely different? Well, I'm playing it on the Apple TV through iTunes. That's my format, is it not? Yeah, and why? But how can they make that argument? When and I'm not picking on Apple or iTunes at this point. When how many years ago was it? Now a year, two years ago, whatever. They had that thing where you could upgrade your uh, iTunes library, your your songs and stuff like that. That's right. That was good actually. Where, where you paid, I think it was thirty cents or something a song. You didn't have to rebuy every dang song. Mm-hmm. You paid a an upgrade fee, and if they wanted to. And if I was going to do that, I'd be perfectly okay with them deactivating or disabling my ability to play the standard def version. But, you but know, see, uh, Kevin, here's the other thing. When you buy the high def version, iTunes gives you the standard def version as well. So you actually get the multiple formats. Because if you say that you want iTunes to download the 1080p, they'll give you the 1080p, the 720p, plus the standard def. 
So they've gone about it wrong, in my opinion, really. But I, I totally agree with you. They they need to have something in place that says you buy standard def today. When the high def comes out, we're going to offer you fifty cents, a dollar, two dollars, even to upgrade to the next one and give the user the choice. Now, what happens when iTunes goes away from 1080p up to, say, 2K? You know, again, everyone who's bought 1080p content now is going to go, oh, but hold on, I want this higher def content. You know, I've got to buy it all again. You know, should, exactly. should we be punished as consumers because we're fans of the movies? You know, no. we, we just... Oh, it really frustrates me, you know, as you can tell. Um, and I knew I'd get angrier sooner rather than later over the topic too. <laughs> well, and you, it's and like I'm you sure said... Scott's going, no, Mark, no, it's not like this at all. And he's, he's trying to shake me, you know, shaking his computer or something. Um, he's shouting at it to be sure. <laughs> and, and look, you know, I look, I agree with what Mark and Scott said. But at the same time, I take a different view of it because I just don't believe that we should put up with it. I mean, basically, they're saying that they're almost back in the, the movie studio saying, well, you know, you're buying additional quality. You know, I've had some Blu-ray movies in that look as bad, if not worse than the bloody DVD. You know, every time a new format comes out, what's the first thing that happens? They release all of Lethal Weapon again. Warner Brothers, they're really bad for it. They they have their legacy collection that keeps coming out that they've rushed to market. It's got no special features, no additional anything, and it looks like crap. You know, and yet they keep expecting people to keep buying it. And, you know, I've seen some really shocking attempts at Blu-ray. And, you know, so saying, hey, you buy a better quality, you know what? Sometimes that isn't the case. Sometimes the DVD is actually better quality, especially if you go for one of the collector's editions that, you know, has been, you know, recently done the last couple of years. You know, they really put a bit of work and effort into that. But if you're looking at just buying a standard movie, then generally it, it has not much has been done to it. That's well, you know, been my uh, sort of view of it. The other problem I have with Blu-ray and Blu-ray players, and I have not bought one yet, what, for a couple reasons. But one of the reasons is because they've got to be updated periodically. Why mm -hmm. the frick does the thing have to be updated? Well, that's because if something happens and somebody did something bad or some some of the security and the digital rights gets broken some way, they go out and disable that out of the damn Blu-ray player. Mm -hmm. It's my freaking player. Get your hands out. And not only that, but some discs require an update to be actually done to yeah. the machine prior to playing. And it's like, hold on a sec, this just doesn't make any sense. And then some of the older systems especially don't have the opportunity to do the, the update. And it's like, oh, talk about a can of worms that just, you know, really, really just goes to hell. And it's like, stop treating people like pirates. You know why we pirate? Because the stupid movie studios won't give it to us in a reasonable format and allow us to upgrade easily. And I and I really don't want to have to have a damn player hooked up and then my kids go to play a video and, and it won't play because it needs an update. So screw you. I'm going to make a digital copy that I don't have to worry about that and you can stick it up your keister. Absolutely. 
You know, it, it just, uh, they do it the wrong way. And you know what? We can rant on it forever, and I'm sure it'll, they'll never change because they're just stuck in their old ways. You know, the, the whole topic of, you know, do they lose money? Well, you know what? They're making more money than they did 20 years ago. They're making more money than they did in the 1980s, the early 90s, before DVD, before Blu-ray, uh, before home theatre became the buzzword. They made no flipping money. You know, they made their movie. What they made in the theatre was great, and occasionally they'd put it on television and have it ad-supported. Now they're making a gazillion dollars off all us poor saps. And we're poor because we keep paying our money to them. It, it's ridiculous. because well, You know, it's funny because this morning or earlier today, I was watching uh, with the kids, I was watching the History Channel here in the U.S., and they were talking about 70s tech and 80s tech was the stuff that was the topic. And, I, yes, I was around for all that as well as some of the 60s tech. Let your email flow. Call me an old fart. I don't really care. Hey, but Kevin, anyway, Kevin, Kevin, you're but, an old but, fart. That's okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you damn kids. <laughs> but, um, anyway, the – the the thing they were talking about was the uh, the tape wars, mm-hmm. you know, about VHS versus beta. And one of the things that came out way back then, I mean, and, and I remember when uh, video cassette recorders first were available in the home market, they were freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. And then they then the movie theaters all know, you know, then they fought with, you know, the the video uh, cassette players are going to kill us. You know, we're all going to go under. We can't make it. Well, then, you know, the rental shops sprung up and they started renting movies hand over fist and all those crappy titles that didn't get seen in the theaters suddenly had a new lease on life and some became cult favorites that multiplied into more sales, merchandising. They're full of crap when they say this stuff. I mean, the the tape thing turned into a multi-million dollar business that then became the DVD business that then became the digital and now the Blu-ray business. They're making money. Just oh, yeah. freaking stop whining about it. Give me a license. I'll pay a ver- I'll pay a thing to upgrade from one version to the next. But now there's no way you can't tell me you can't track that license that I bought to watch your content. Well, they, stop. Might, they, they mightn't be able to do it on Blu-ray, but they can certainly do it on iTunes. And, you know, I don't know whether Apple needs to put their foot down or, or you know, who has to step in and do something about this. But it, it needs to be done because we're in a new world now. We're not in physical media anymore. You know, yes, physical media still exists for those who want it. But for those who want convenience and want to be able to play it on an iPad, on an iPhone, on an Apple TV, on their computer, you know what? We've moved on from physical media, and we shouldn't then be penalised with standard definition copies. You know, that's right. In, in my opinion, digital downloads trumps physical media. It's it should be a higher quality. You know, I don't care if I've got to wait a little bit longer for something to download. That doesn't phase me. It's like I just know that I've got to press the buy button half an hour before I want to watch it. So what? I don't care. I've got to go to the shop or I've got to order the DVD online and wait for it to come. So, you know, I'm quite happy to do that. But I really, really cannot stand that there's so much standard definition content out there on iTunes. And there's no corresponding HD content for the same movies. 
You know, all I want is the choice. Give me the consumer the choice to say, yes, I want the HD copy, or I want to buy the standard definition copy, and I'll be happy. But they, they don't even give us that choice most well, of you the know, time. You know, it, it makes me think of, uh, there used to be a seafood restaurant around here, and anybody that knows me in real life will tell you I'm a big eater. You know, I'm a big guy. But I remember when, if you would go into the restaurant, and you'd eat off the all, buy off the all you can eat menu, mm-hmm. and then and they, they had different types of uh, shellfish and things like that on the menu. Wherever you bought on the menu, like if you picked uh, crab legs, that was the thing, and I think that was the most expensive thing on the menu. You could get any other thing down below it, mm-hmm. and uh, so the same analogy applies to what you're saying here. If you're buying 1080p, which is currently the best there is theoretically, that you mm-hmm. can play on anything. Why can't you have, if you want a standard def version to watch on your first generation uh, iPod with video, well, fine. You can have it because you paid up here at the top. Yep. I don't see why you can't do that either. So that's that's my little piss in the wind for it. <laughs> you know, it just, I, I fear this is never going to end. And I fear we'll be still having this conversation in five to ten years' time when whatever the newest and, and next technology that comes out to increase quality and so forth will bring, you know. Um, I just don't see it ending because the movie studios, in my opinion, are, are so far removed from what's real um, in today and today's society that I, I don't think they'll ever change. I, I don't know if there's a way to change, but certainly... Whilst I, I agree with some of the points that Scott and, and uh, Mark have, have made, you know, at the same time, that's almost endorsing their behaviour. And I think as consumers, we just need to revolt. And, you know, I'll be quite honest. You know, I don't, I don't want to pirate copies of, of something. But you know what? If you don't give it to me in the, the versions I want in HD on iTunes, and iTunes has HD, if you don't give it to me on that, well... You know, tough luck. I'll pirate it, and I'll watch it, and I'll enjoy it. And guess what? When you do pull your lazy ass out of whatever closet it's in and give me high def on iTunes, I'll go and buy it on iTunes. I'm happy to give you my money. So, you know, anyone listening thinking that I'm a pirate and so forth, no, I'm not. The movie studios force you to do this, to watch it in certain under certain conditions. Yeah, It's, it's a shame. I don't want to go down that track. But at the same time, I'm not going to miss out. Going back to the Green Lantern topic, I want it, you know, to watch on the big screen TV. I want it to watch on on Blu-ray. But my son also wants to watch it on his iPad. And, you know, there's no way to do that. You know, it's just... And even even if I did get the DVD copy, so I got the the Blu-ray with the DVD copy, if that existed, which it doesn't in Australia, I'm sure it probably does in the US, but out here we don't have that. But even if I did that and then ripped the DVD, technically I'm breaking their copyright and I'm breaking the law anyway, so I might as well pirate it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you've already gone to the... I mean, even if I own the disc and have it on the shelf, they still class that as pirating. And, you know, this brings me into a whole other topic. What do you call the digital video recorders that have 500 gigabyte hard drives that you can connect to your TV and record everything off the TV. And if you're really OCD, you'll pause the ad and then you'll pause it again, you know, when the, when the show comes back on. And then you've got the digital copy that you've never paid for, or you'll fast forward through the ads, 
Um, that's piracy. So, you know, the, the whole term of, you know, torrents and piracy and who, where you get stuff from. I know a ton of people who get DVDs and rip them and then sell the DVDs online. That's piracy. Same, yeah, same, as, same as me downloading it. Even if you've got the copy of the DVD sitting on your shelf and you copy it onto your computer. Again, that's piracy. You have a, a digital video recorder, the Blu-ray uh, digital video recorder, hard drive digital video recorder, and you record stuff off the TV. Technically, that's piracy. You haven't paid for it. Um, you know, yes, it's ad-supported, but who's going to sit and watch the ads in the middle of the movie? You're going to fast-forward it or you're going to pause them out. So, you know, I, I don't think it matters where you get it. Bottom line is we're all about piracy in, in one way or the other because because the movie studios have not given us options to buy it in proper formats that we actually want and can use. Exactly. They need, they need to move into, and I know you and I are not the first ones to ever say this, they need to move into the freaking 21st century with the rest of us. Absolutely. Understand the distribution model has changed, catch up with the distribution, and do it the way it should be done. And you know what? They're going to make a ton of money because I'm happy to spend my money. I'll, you know, I'll show anyone my iTunes collection, and you can see as soon as it comes in HD, I buy it. You know, I'm, I'm more than happy. If it's a movie I love, I'll buy it. Something like Green Lantern, I absolutely love it. You know, it was a great movie to rent, but it's not available in high def. And that just, it really ikes me. It just irritates me to no extent. And, you know, to see my son just ask and sort of plead and so forth. And it's like, you know, you're going to screw me out of, you know, $20 for the Blu-ray and then another $20 for the, the digital download. And it's, uh, it's, it's wrong. I know who the criminals are. It's not us users. It's the movie studios. They're taking us all for fools and, and you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, Kevin, but I am <laughs> fired up. And you know what? Maybe we should leave it there because otherwise I'm going to say to everyone, listen, go out and pirate every single movie that's not available in the version that you want. Um, you know, and I, I just don't understand it. Ever since the 1980s, we've been able to record off the TV. Piracy 101. We grew up with it. You know, if it was such a big deal, why don't the movie companies stop the manufacturers making digital video recorders? Yeah, really. It's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, uh, you know, now they want to sue people for downloading content. It's like, wait, are you going to go knocking on everyone's home and saying, can I please have a look at your digital video recorder and make sure that you don't have any content that's ours on there? Um, yeah. Try doing that, you know. So they, they, they can track us down via the torrent networks. There are ways to, to actually track users via the IP address and everything. Um, so they can get to you that way. But they can't get to you if, if you, you know, set up your own system off the TV. So anyway. Yeah. Well, if any of our listeners out there disagree with anything you or I have said, let us know. Yep, definitely. We'll, we'll be... We'll be happy to respond. Absolutely. Email us at help at everydaymaxsupport.com because I still don't know the email address. <laughs> <coughs> oh, God, I'm losing my voice, Kevin. I've been ranting for too long. <laughs> That's then maybe good. we ought to go another topic. Then. <laughs> I, I think so because that was like a half-hour rant. And, you know, we could do shows on this. This is, you know, 
this could be the the whole tone of the geekiest show ever is taking <laughs> companies to task for doing stupid stuff and ripping us all off. Yeah, uh, we uh, that would make us rantastic, I guess. You know what? Our- That's our show name for this week, Rantastic. I like it. There you there you go. <laughs> we have a title. <laughs> we do indeed. Hey Kevin, you know what? Speaking of all the things we love to do, I got a new toy. Well, <laughs> it's not come on now there's no need for jealousy um <laughs> why not i'm human <laughs> true and if you got a new toy this week i'd be jealous of it as well now i got i got sentinel prime from the transformers series in cryo and i got the the big set the 386 piece set and um because i was looking for something to do with my son over the weekend and oh i went to a hobby shop the other day and that's a horror Actually, you know what? Give me a, a, a couple of minutes to talk about the cryo set because I've got to have another <laughs> rant, and I, I need to settle it, settle it down. And you know what the problem is? I'm recording not another Mac podcast directly after we do this show. I think I'll be very quiet on that show. <laughs> Although, mind you, I've got Scott on on that show, so I think we may even continue this argument on DVD, Blu-ray, and all that rubbish. Um, <laughs> we certainly won't go into it anymore right now, but. No, so anyway, I bought I bought the cryo set, and this is the the big, the the full size one. I was able to get it half price, which was really good. Comes with four little crayons, and and little crayons are like little Lego men, but they're the different characters. So I got Sentinel Prime, Soundwave, Thundercracker, and the Fire Chief. Um, you know, because obviously Sentinel Prime turns into the fire truck. And mm-hmm. it's just a great set. We're, we're going to put it together this weekend. So I, I haven't finished it by any means. We're uh, just maybe a quarter of the way through it. And um, if I get it done in time, I'll, I'll post a picture on geekyshowever.com with the, the show notes. But it is just cool. It's like Lego for Transformers fans. That's that's really what Cryo is. Yeah, well, you mentioned that last week during the show that uh, you like the Creo sets. Now, I see them. I have never fooled with any of those sets, though. They're, they're basically Lego, and I suppose the good thing is if you want to sort of expand on just the character creations, you can actually use Lego bricks as well. Um, so they are compatible with traditional Lego bricks. Um, I don't mm-hmm. do that because I'm an absolute purist. Th- this is how much of a nut I am. Okay, so I bought that copy... Well, not copy, but I bought the Sentinel Prime this week. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, when my wife forgets that I've actually got that copy, <laughs> I'm going to buy it again because it's a two-in-one set. So you can set Sentinel Prime up as the robot, and you can set him up as the vehicle. And so, you know, when I'm building them with my son, he, he always wants them in the vehicle because he's car-mad and vehicle-mad. And I kept going, no, no, come on, can we do it in the robot? No, we've got to do it in the vehicle. And it's like, okay, I know how to get around this. I just buy two copies and then have them both on display next to each other. <laughs> That's good. I like the way you think. And the good thing is, like, you know, my wife turned around to me because I sort of hinted at doing this. And she said, you do know that you can pull them apart and rebuild them. And it's like, yeah, but they'd lose their soul. You'd pull them apart <laughs> into pieces Oh, they just wouldn't be the same. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know. And okay, I'm probably a bit of a nutcase, but, you know, too bad. You know, I, I want a whole collection of all these cryo transformers just sitting up on the shelf. And, you know, this is uh, number four for me. So, 
You're going to end up costing me money doing this stuff because I'm going to have to buy some of this stuff now, damn it. Well, it's definitely, it's really good and it's just really good for the kids. And like the little crayons, the, the little Lego sized uh, guys that you get in the set. Basically, I said to the kids, look, you guys can play the play with these and have these. And I said to my son, when we build Sentinel Prime, it's going on my desk and you are not playing with them. <laughs> and, and, and I know Mark said last week on the show with Lego, listen, you got to let kids be kids. It, it's a toy. It's there to be played with. And it's like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> it's my <laughs> toy and my toys sit there and I look at them and I appreciate them. And then I, I dust them off and make sure they don't get dusty every week. And, you know, okay, I'm a bit of a nutcase, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's fun and I love doing it. You know what was funny? We had family over last night and I had it on the table when they arrived because, you know, I'm not going to start making dinner until they actually rock up because they're the type of family that you know, can rock up two hours later and say, oh, sorry, we didn't realise you've been waiting and the dinner's now fried and no good. So I thought, you know, they'll sit on the table and, and get this made and, and they came in and saw it. And their first response was, um, you see what ages this is for? Because it says on the box, age 8 to 14. And they said, where do you fall into this category? And I said, well, I had a couple <laughs> of decades and then I fall into the category. And it's like, I don't care that it says ages 8 to 14. I'm a kid at heart. I don't care how old my body is. It's like, no, I love toys. And plus, you know, let's be honest, having kids is the whole reason to get back into toys. But, you know, I can drag the kids into the toy shop. You know, my wife will tell you, she absolutely loves it when we go shopping because I say, look, you do your thing. She'll go and look at dresses and shoes and perfumes. And she's got a tendency to go through the perfume department and try yeah. on all the different perfumes. You know, she, she does the sample. So she comes back and each arm's got perfume all over and, he, and she's going, oh, do you like the smell of this one? And it's like, oh, God, it just, <laughs> you smell like a florist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but what, what it does do is it gives us the opportunity to, you know, it gives me the opportunity to take the kids to the toy store and, and you know, buy stuff. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm always buying something. And, oh, you, you know, we haven't spoken about it, I don't think, yet on the show. But there's a great new Transformers cartoon-based series. It's actually C- CGI. I don't know really whether we call them cartoon anymore now that they're all CGI. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, bottom line is that it's called Transformers Prime. And you know what? It is on iTunes and it is in HD and I have bought it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, um, and it is, it's the best. It, if you love Generation 1 of Transformers, you will love Transformers Prime. And anyway, to, you know, sort of get, come back to the toys, they've just released in Australia the Transformers Prime toys. And actually, that brings me into another bit of a rant because the, <laughs> the Transformers Prime TV series isn't even airing in Australia on any TV network as far as I'm aware. Certainly none that I get. And it's not available on the Australian iTunes store. Plus, you can't get the DVDs in the the stores. So you're not going to know about it unless you actually go and get it from the US, which is what I do. Thank God I've got a US iTunes account, Kevin, because you know what? I'd be living under a rock. We wouldn't be able to talk about half this stuff because I'd be like, Transformers Prime? What's that? <laughs> yeah. So that, um, that has to be tough for people that don't live in... Uh 
in in this country when you see well i mean there's certain stuff that i can't get that i'd love to get that they well, won't sell in this country exactly. anymore you, you guys don't have green lands and i was laughing my head off when i i saw okay yeah it's in standard definition on itunes australia and then i, I put it on twitter and i said you know why isn't it on the u.s store and mark dalton actually came back to me and said well it's on the uk store and I checked, and yep, it's definitely on the UK store. And I, only, I, I believed him, but I only checked because I wanted to see whether they had the HD version on the UK store. Um, and, and they didn't, of course. It was only standard definition, and basically the same as what we had. But a movie that's made in the US that, you know, had a big US audience and people in the US want to buy and it's not on iTunes in the US? Oh, boy. The, the internet needs to break down the walls of... Well, the big ponds, if you will, you know, of, you know, going across those ponds of water because you drain all the water off this little rock we're on and we're all one land, you know. That's right. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that I don't know enough stuff and I'm talking out of my ass half the time. But, you know, we're in a new world again with digital media. Digital media flies over the Internet. There's no boundaries to that. There's no region coding to that. And you just think, well, you know, this has to be easier. Well, you know, that has a lot to do with, you know, it's like books and stuff like that. It's it's the stupid, antiquated copyright system that not only exists in this country, but exists in a lot of countries. And I'm not anti-copyright, believe me, that, that I'm not. You know, but I, I it, am the way on one works. side of the fence. And, and the reason why I'm on one side of the fence is Mickey Mouse is still copy, copyrighted. So original copy. Missy, uh, Missy Mouse. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's, that's Mickey's uh, uh, black sheep system. <laughs> but the, the problem I've got is Disney keeps getting the right to keep extending their copyright on Mickey Mouse and, and basically anything Walt Disney. You know, they keep paying the US government a ton of money and they keep getting the copyright. And it's like... um. Copyright, as far as I'm aware, has a lifespan of 50 years, and then after that it becomes public domain material. And, you know, maybe I'm incorrect with that. If I am, please, someone let me know. Um, but you shouldn't be able to just throw a bucket of money at a government, and then they turn around and say, oh, yeah, that's fine, no problems. You know, it's like, yeah. come on. You know, th th this is where you look at something and you think again. Is it piracy if it should already be out of copyright? Mm, anyway. Well, you don't don't start me on the Disney crap, and <laughs> and how they and and you know the copyright thing aside, how they steal ideas from other people, and even when there's prior art existing, they steal crap and they make it their own, and then the other poor sap gets squat, even if copyright did exist. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say one thing: Lion King. They freaking stole the idea and the concept. It existed way before. That was just ridiculous. I mean, when I was a kid, there was a show called Simba, mm -hmm. and it was a cartoon, and it was so much like The Lion King. But no, Disney came out with something original. You know, all this. Screw the original creators, you know. Let's screw them over, and now they've made how many versions of The Lion King? What, three movies or something? And the spinoffs? Not to mention yeah. the money they've made off, sorry, saps like us being parents, buying it for the kids in 20 different formats over the years. See, yeah, we, I mean, we know who the criminals are. Yeah, I mean, they take stuff, 
and they repurpose it, and it's okay for them. And I'm I'm sure Disney isn't the only one, so oh, no. I'm not completely ranting against Disney. I just happen to know the crap that they do, and it pisses me off. But they, you know, it is absolutely ridiculous that it's that, but yet the copyright on something like Mickey Mouse will go on as long as Disney is making money hand mm. over fist, and they are. And it's just ridiculous. I, I, I ugh. Now I'm all fired up. <laughs> and that's good because I'm not the only one. But, you know, talking of Disney, what I dislike about them, and I don't know if they do this in the U.S., but they do it out here in Australia. They will release something like, say, for instance, Toy Story. It was one that I, I can recall. They released it on VHS, but then not DVD. Okay, fine, no problem. So people bought it on VHS because they wanted it. Then they'd take it out of sale for a year or two years. Then they'd re-release it on DVD. Again, a year or two years, people would buy it, blah, blah, blah. But then they would take it out of sale again for another couple of years and then get all the new parents all, you know, oh, where can I get a copy of this? Where can I get a copy of this? And eBay copies are going for 100 bucks. And then they'd re-release it again. And (laughs) it's like, God, just put the movie out and leave it out. And each time they'd re-release it, it'd be in a new cover. So collectors would then buy the the new version, but they wouldn't have any additional features. It'd still be the same feature set. And it's just chaos. Here in the US, they call it putting it in the vault. Make sure you get your copy of, I think Beauty and the Beast was one of the most recent Mm -hmm. ones here. We're putting it in the vault. Make sure you get a copy. Make sure you get a copy. And I felt like saying either stick the damn thing in a vault or shut up. Yeah, or, you know? or I'd just turn around and say, yeah, I'm getting my copy. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I'm big on the piracy thing this week, and I'm only big on it because I've got the shits with Greenland to not being in, in HD on iTunes when it's available in Blu-ray, and it's only a 2011 movie. Um, and, you know, I've I've just got the shits with the whole movie industry at the moment. You know, I think the, <laughs> the music industry has settled down somewhat. I think we're all... You know, we're, we're now split into two areas. If you're an audiophile and you can actually hear the quality, I can't because I've listened to too much heavy metal music over the years and I'm half deaf, so it doesn't worry me. But, you know, those people will go and buy a CD or people who just want physical media and the linear notes, they'll go and buy a CD. Others like us, well, or like me, I should say, you know, I'll go out there and I'll buy something on iTunes because the quality is good enough i'm quite satisfied with the quality i don't notice it any better you know i've had some cds and i've i've ripped them into itunes at you know a higher bit rate and i'll be quite honest i i can't i can't find the difference i can't hear the difference so for me it's a no-brainer but you know we're pretty much happy with that as a society i think apple's done the right thing i know amazon's right up there with apple you know doing the right thing with music and giving us high quality uh music content uh, it's just the movie industry that's dragging their feet and just wanting to to live in I don't know 1968. Yeah, it's it's it is ridiculous, but yeah, I'm I'm with you though. I can't hear once it gets above a certain quality, my ears are blown out from uh, my days of listening to Van Halen and mm-hmm. uh, Kiss and ACDC and all that stuff. My brain is just freaking cooked from all that. <laughs> not to mention other things. Um, but, but, you know, see, Kevin, I, I believe that you need to feel the music and, and that's, that's why I'm half deaf because <laughs> I put the headphones on. I even do that now and I, I rack up the stereo full ball and it's like, yeah, 
that's kind of less than what it was. <laughs> you know, the ears aren't working like they used to. You know, it's like, yeah. hold on, is this stereo working properly? It doesn't go as loud as it used to. Um, but it's just the ears failing. But, you know, when I listen to music like that, I want it vibrating through my body. I basically want my brains to be just a, <laughs> a mess. I, a, a big milkshake. It's just gone through and, and mushed everything up. So. All right. You, you, you just gave me a mental image of you vibrating that I didn't really want. So. <laughs> you know what? I actually didn't want that mental image either. <laughs> you know, I'd, so, I'd, 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 I'd be like a, a big bowl of jelly, you know, just sort of jiggling down the road. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah okay great. Now we're gonna lose. Now we're gonna lose our one extra listener. Scott won't listen anymore because he's got a picture of of you jiggling all over the place. Hey, unless we didn't add kilts and going all natural into that. Oh, whoops, we just did. Yeah. That's right. Don't pick on my kilt. Don't go after my kilt. <laughs> So if you want to complain about the content in this week's show, send an email to help at everydaymaxsupport.com. And you know what? We will put it on the show. I don't care how abusive an email is. We'll just beep out the abusive bits. And we'll still talk about it because, you know, it's all relevant and it's all fun. We're having a great time. That's right. That's what uh, it's all about. It we we like We like to geek out and we like to geek out about anything under the sun. So if our listeners want to geek out with us and talk to us about it or tell us we're full of crap and the way we geek out, jump right in. We're happy to have the feedback. And, you know, it's all meant for enjoyment and entertainment and a little bit of education maybe along the way. Absolutely. And certainly, you know, from Scott's feedback, we pretty much did the whole show based on it. (laughs) 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 I think it's it's rather funny, actually, and... uh, but, you know, he makes good points just to, to get back to that, that topic. And, you know, but I just don't agree with it. I can't agree with it, you know, completely. Like, you know, I, I agree with points, but at the same time, things need to change. And, you know, the movie industry isn't the only one that screws people over. We get screwed on a lot of things. You know, I suppose that's retail, though. We, you know, if we want a product or a service, we've got to put up with it. You know, the same thing happens in the game industry, Um you know, with backwards compatibility and stuff like that, you'll have a, a PlayStation 3 at the moment, but when they release the PlayStation 4, is it going to be backwards compatible? Actually, probably the better terminology uh, is, is to use the PlayStation Vita. Um, you know, in Japan, they're trialing a system where if you had the, the original PlayStation Portable, you could get the UMDs somehow and transfer them or transfer the license from the UMD to the new PlayStation Vita. I don't think it's made it to the US or Australia yet. But that's kind of cool because obviously they don't have the optical drive in the new PlayStation Portable. So at least, you know, and Sony's not good by any means. Actually, we could have a whole show on Sony and how... You know, oh, good. Yeah, root scre- kits and everything else. I mean, how, how screwed up they are from each... You know, Seriously, I, I complain about Apple. You know, the iOS guys don't have lunch with the Mac guys. The, the Sony guys mustn't talk to each other at all, let alone having lunch together, because you just look at it and it's it's weird and it's strange. And, you know, they've got one thing for one side of the fence and one thing for something else. And oh, I, I, want the, I want the next version of the PlayStation to work with my Atari 2600 cartridges. You think they'll do that? Well, you know... I don't. I don't <laughs> see why not. I mean, but here's the thing. What? what oh, jeez, Kevin. This this brings another rant. 
<laughs> um, oh boy. Okay, it aches me that I've got to turn around on a game that maybe you know an Atari game or or you know whatever it may be. Uh, what have I purchased? Well, I've got the Nintendo Wii and I've purchased a, a couple of the um, Nintendo sixty four titles again, and they're like ten to twelve dollars Australian. But mm-hmm. I've already got them previously, and <laughs> it's like, oh, why can't I just change the license across? Why are you making me... It, it's not like you get anything extra. You're getting the same game with the same crappy graphics, and, you know, it's not like when they redid Halo, um, and they had, you know, the original edition on the disc, and then they had the upgraded edition. Okay, that's cool. I'd pay money for that. They're giving me something extra. But just, right. just to play it again on, on a modern platform, it's like, oh, come on, I, I bought it. Now, okay, yes, cartridge-based games and that, okay, maybe we shouldn't compare it with modern day. But from, <laughs> from here forward, if I buy a game on any format, I should then be able to keep that and keep it on the next edition of the console and, and keep it running. I don't see any reason why I can't do that. You realize you just guaranteed that... Uh that Scott's going to give you a response now by saying that, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Scott might give us a response every week of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and we, we, we don't want our listeners to take it wrong. No. We both like Scott a Absolutely. lot. He's, he's, he's a good friend, uh, fellow podcaster. He's on our network with us, so we don't want people to think we dislike Scott. We really do like him. But I, I really like his opinions, to be quite honest, because he sees stuff that we don't. You know, we'll go hot-headed into a rant. Well, I go hot-headed into a rant. You you tolerate me. Uh, <laughs> but, but he'll actually I'm see that. And I, I wonder how many times he actually listens to the show because, you know, I had to listen to his feedback three or four times because I was writing down so much in response, you know. Um, and I, I just wonder, does he go back and then rewind us and go, you know, those guys don't have a flipping clue what they're talking about. I need, to, I need to address this, and I've got to address this now. <laughs> and look, to be quite honest, I love it. If you can give us feedback, especially audio feedback that we can play on the show, don't don't just let Scott be the only one. You guys listening, give us some feedback, uh, even if it's good feedback. We, we'd like that. Not that we'll get it though, because you know. Yeah, good, bad, indifferent. We're okay with either any of those. Absolutely, but unfortunately, the the world is not a a nice place. And all you all you have to do is look at the news. There's never a good news topic on the headline news. It's always negative things. So yep. we're a negative world. So we're expecting the the negative comments to come in to, in via email. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? It and- gives it gives us fuel for the fire because if we then disagree with you, which we probably will. Uh, you know what? We'll air it on the show, and then we'll uh, tear it apart bit by bit, in hopefully a, a reasonable way. We're, we're certainly never attacking anyone personally, so don't ever think that. No, that's true. We don't. We don't. We don't mean it in a personal sense in any stretch of the form. And even when Mark and I go back and forth at each other, I mean, you know, it's all done in fun and and education and entertainment and hell, just to get it off our chests, if nothing else. Absolutely, it's like therapy. Yeah, that's long, right. Long, long distance therapy, around the world therapy. Yeah, you know, and and certainly you need it sometimes because you know if you're on your own, just sort of smashing your head against a wall, that ain't healthy. <laughs> no, that's true. And you know what? I feel much better now after this show, after this episode. <laughs> I feel somewhat relieved, and it's a bit of a shame though because I think I'm going to let the listeners down on not another Mac podcast this week because there won't be much to argue about because. <laughs> 
I find it really hard, and this is why we shouldn't do a lot of talking before the show, because I actually lost a bit of fire in the belly for the first 10 minutes of my rant. It ended up being a bit of a wussy rant, I think, this week. Until then, I started really getting fired up, and then I got, I got, I got the spirit back in me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we feed off each other in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> we do indeed. Hey, Kevin, you know what? I reckon we're coming up to the end of the show. I've got no idea how long we've been talking. We could continue talking for hours, though. Yeah, we I, could. I don't know it? that people would keep listening, though. That, that's why I called Not Another Mac Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, because it's like, oh, really? Not another one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I guess uh, we, we've reached, although we haven't covered everything we wanted to. Which, Ooh, you that, know what we missed out on? Hobby Shops. Oh, well, I tell you what. Hobby Shops is a, a good topic, and I know you have a lot of information about it. Maybe then we should hold on to that one for a week. What do you think? Sounds good. And you know what? We didn't get to the Big Ben Theory Season 2 either. Oh, no, we didn't. And I've got my list already. But we listeners, don't, 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 don't lose out and don't lose hope. We will talk about uh, the Big Bang Series too. And we still don't have a whole lot of votes either way on whether or not Mark and I should sing Soft Kitty on the podcast. So please, if you have an opinion... Email us at help at everyday Mac support and let us know. I have had two people in meat space tell me they do want to hear us sing, but I, we need a little more encouragement than that gang. Yeah. We, and we, we, we might have good need, voices, but we're, we're a little bit shy at times. You, you wouldn't yes, pick I'm it, but, you know, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I tell you what, I'm not shy because I'm behind this mic and behind my computer and no one can see me. But, oh, boy, if I had to sit out in public shows, that would be an embarrassment. <laughs> so, sometime I'll have to tell you the story about when they tried to force – or not when they tried to, when they forced me to sing in church one time and the results of that. So <laughs> oh, that it, sounds, didn't go, it, it didn't go sounds... well for the church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad the God, good God uh, – the good the Lord forgave <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that'll, that'll be a priceless story. And certainly, uh, anyone listening, if you want to give us some ideas on what topics you would like to hear, we're open to everything. You know, if we like the topic, we'll certainly talk about it. And, you know, we, we mightn't talk about some things that are, are brought up. It depends. We, we really need a, a little bit of a knowledge about the topic. Um, you know, otherwise it, it'll be, you know, Mark talking out of his ass and Kevin going, no, no, that's not right. Because <laughs> Kevin's much more knowledgeable than I am. I, I take a, a topic and I just rant with it. So um, I, I wouldn't say I'm more knowledgeable. It's just that I've been on the planet a lot longer. And, uh, <laughs> You're wiser. <laughs> that might some... Yeah, I'm wiser a wise ass, that. not a wiser. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So. You know what, Kevin? Before we go into any more disrepute, I think we should end the show and uh, and say sayonara to everyone. Where can you be found for the next week if anyone wants to uh, go head to head with you on anything that we've spoken about? Well, the quickest place to find me and get a hold of me is I'm always on Twitter, uh, much to the chagrin of some of my followers and my friends and my family. But you can find me on twitter.com slash big underscore in underscore va. Or if you want to know more about what I do and where I might write something and post something, I actually posted a YouTube video, a uh, quick review of something that Mark made me buy. Um, that you can, go, you can go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, and that's A-L-L-D-E-R. Hey, hey Kevin, and, I, I did watch your video. It was a pretty good video. Oh, thank you. 
And uh, I, I'd like to say, too, between now and next week, to our listeners, if you meet a geek, make sure you hug them, because we all need a hug every now and then. <laughs> well said. And uh, if you want to find out anything about Geek Here Show Ever, head across to geekiershowever.com. Uh, we, uh, I still don't know if the emails, Karen's, and you know what? Right now, I don't care. You guys know how to get hold of me. Help at everydaymaxsupport.com. And certainly everything that I do can be found across at everydaymaxsupport.com. Well, guys, until next week, this is Kevin and Mark signing out. Have a great week and take care. Goodbye. Siri, can you help me find a good podcast? Why do you want to find a good baseball bat? Podcast, you... Well, I like to listen to Pocket Size Podcast. It's a great short podcast about all things iOS and iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. And it's got a great co-host. You mean Peter? No, me. (sighs) Could you just find me a good book instead? Why do you want to become a crook instead? I thought it was men that weren't supposed to be able to understand women. Now searching for men who don't understand women. Oh, there are about 3.5 billion of them on Earth right now. I can find support groups for you. Now searching for support groups for men who don't understand women. Look, there's 12 near you. One of them even Whether you're a man or a woman, you'll find Pocket-Sized Podcast to be a great resource for all things about Apple's iOS devices iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We feature reviews, interviews, and great coverage of all kinds of software and hardware devices. And the best part about it is, we don't talk about beta software, if you know who I mean. Ouch, that hurts. After all we've been through together. Find us at pocketsizepodcast.com or search iTunes for Pocket Size Podcast. Hey, Guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then. Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit, have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen... Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed.